Welcome to the Celebration Church Orlando podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Good morning. Good morning, church. Hello. Okay, you can have your seats now. That was fun. That was fun. You know, who, who doesn't want to come on a platform, as we call it, and see all these smiley, happy faces, spotlight in your face, making sure you can see what you're about to read. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor Keith. I don't know if you're watching it today. You should be resting. Love you. Thank you for transferring my family from D.C. to Orlando. Um, we're new to Orlando, not new to the church, as I say. We've been, I've been with the Celebration Church since about 2009, so we've got a lot of, lot of history. We have a lot of history with the Pittmans. I love them dearly. As um, Pastor Nate already invited us to be praying for them, we are about halfway, right, Denier? Halfway through their sabbatical, all right? So they'll be back. Um, rested, have a fresh word from hearing from the Lord. Speaking um, of halfway, we're halfway through this, this series we call Songs of Summer. That's so awesome. Like when I think about the branding and as Pastor Vinny says, the, um, the, the bumper video we call it in B flat, it just has that youthful feel to it, right? Like that next gen feel to it. So um, if you haven't, if you've missed some of our messages in the, in the series, I'd encourage you to go on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast and catch up. It really is just us going through the book of Psalms and um, just being reminded of God's truths and what he has for us through the book of Psalms. Psalms about, about God's word, about God's goodness, and about God's church, about his house that we learned last week. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. I feel like God has led me to uh, Psalm 127. So if you brought your hard copy Bible, um, it is in the Old Testament, also referred to as the Hebrew Bible. It's Psalms about halfway. If you're new to the reading Bible, I love saying this every time I get a chance to. If you're new to reading the Bible, congratulations. This is a journey, and it's awesome that you've decided to do that. Psalms is a great place to start. You are in the right place to start reading Psalms. So we're going to be in Psalm 127. There's only five verses. God was very generous to me to say, hey, you're going to do the whole, the whole chapter, five verses. All right. So the book of Psalms, it's a collective of poems. That's what um, Pastor Benny shared last week. But this psalm is from a collection of, of psalms, from 120, Psalm 120 to 134. That collection of 15 psalms is called the Songs of Ascent. And we'll, we'll go over what that means in a little bit. So meet me at Psalm 127. Um, and while you get there, I want to read um, a quote from Eugene Peterson because he is pretty brilliant. Eugene Peterson, in his book, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction, explains the metaphor of the Songs of Ascent. The trip to Jerusalem acted out a life lived upward toward God, an existence that advanced from one level, one level to another in deepening maturity. There are no better songs for the road for those who travel the way of faith in Christ. Again, that's Eugene Peterson from his book, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Um, as he said, there are no better songs for the road. You're taking notes, as we say, and I hope you are, whether it's on your phone or hard copy. I have titled this message, or road, road Trip Lyrics. I know the title, Road Trip Lyrics. All right, so let's read Psalm 127. It says, Song of Sense of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, 
the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is a man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Let us pray. God, we just love you so much. We thank you for these lyrics. We thank you for this song. We thank you for this day and bringing us to church and for those of um, our friends who have logged online. God, I just ask that you would continue to keep our hearts pure. Holy Spirit, keep us pure. Give us the ears to hear the word you have for us today. The, let the lyrics ring inside of us. God, let these words be yours and not mine. Slow me down as I always have to ask. Slow me down so they can follow along. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Vinny. Um, all right. This is my, I have a note here that says it's time to transition. So guys, it's happy, it's Independence Day. Fourth of July, if you're not, well, it's, it's tomorrow. This is Independence Day weekend. I like telling people that um, Fourth of July, Independence Day is my favorite holiday. I know, right? I love Jesus. I work at a church. You would think it's Christmas and Easter. Surely those are your favorite holidays. Maybe even Thanksgiving. You like to eat. Um, but no, ever since I was a kid, Fourth of July has been my favorite holiday for several reasons. Um, one, it's close to my dad's birthday. Shout out to dad. Love you. Love you, daddy. Happy birthday. Couple days. There's also somebody else on the team that shared that their birthday is coming up. So there's a lot of July 4th birthdays. I love it. Um, I grew up in the Navy. My dad's from the Navy. Uh, I, I spent many years on active duty in the Air Force. So I just, I love what we get to celebrate here in the United States. But what I also love about Fourth of July, it's one of those holidays in the summer, and I grew up in Southern California where the weather is pretty good. We're talking pre-global warming. It was just always pretty awesome. We had a pool in our backyard, so a lot of our friends and family would come to celebrate Fourth of July with us, and it was a no-pressure kind of holiday. You didn't have to like go shopping unless you were getting my dad a gift. Um, but really, it was just a time for families to gather, have really great food. I know Pastor Keith talks about barbecues, but have you been to a Filipino barbecue? Look, it's a, it's a whole other level. It's kind of a luau, but just a party. Um, and by the way, since we're new in Orlando, we're still looking for a good Filipino restaurant. I'm open to your second suggestions. <laughs> All right, so um, also on 4th of July, people travel, right? So the TSA reported just two days ago, Friday, um, there was, what's the number here? The TSA reported 2.5 million travelers that they, that they scanned through the airports. That's a lot of people, a lot of people. And I'm told that not everybody's wearing masks, so it's, it's a lot of people to be exposed to in these times. Um, who would I be as a, as a doctoral student if I didn't give you more numbers? I promise there won't be too many. All right, so the AAA also predicts that there's 42 million drivers this weekend. Guys, 4.2 air travelers, 42 people on the roads. All that to say, for sure, if you're traveling, we are definitely going to be praying for you. Definitely praying for you. But, you know, as a family, my husband and I have decided we actually prefer road trips. Um, we have a four-year-old. She pretty much is the guest services team on her own. You'll see her later on. But um, we love road trips just because... The logistics of it is a little bit easier. We can leave when we want to. Typically, whatever time we decide to leave, we're gonna add 
maybe an hour and a half, sorry babe, maybe an hour and a half from the time we say we're gonna leave. We don't have any weight limits, whatever we can fit in our car, we're good to go, right? So we have a whole list um, of what we're, what, when we're leaving, when we get there, what we're packing. And also, guys, what movies did we download on, on our daughter's phone? What books or what songs do we have downloaded? Because you're not always connected, right? And you need to make sure that you have that stuff, you're listening. And I just, if you can imagine, any families out there that are driving, you always have your, your kids' movies going on. And whether it's um, Let It Go, We Don't Talk About Bruno, I'm telling you, my daughter, she has memorized not just, not just the song, she's memorized the soundtrack. What we're working on now are the lyrics, because it's something like, you know, Sing It Too is a new movie that's out. I love that she knows, like, Bono's song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for, but it's like, eh, looking for, like, so lyrics are important. We're working on that. Um, again, we're in a series called Songs of Summer. I love when we talked about this, um, uh, Lindsay was talking about how they remember uh, Call Me Baby, Baby, Call Me Baby was the song of the summer that she was talking about, one of the inspirations. So it got me thinking, I need to look up what these songs of summer are. If you don't know, the um, Billboard magazine, they'll decide the most popular song of the summer. And they go back, back, like 50 years. Google it, it's there. I thought I just, I'd pull some of these titles. 50 years ago, Carol King. I feel the earth move under my feet, right? So we know that, you're getting there? Okay, all right, so this one's a little personal for me. In 1990, the uh, Song of Summer was by NKOTB. You guys know? New Kids on the Block, come on, they're coming to town pretty soon too. All right, their Song of Summer in 1990 was Step by Step. All right, so I'm just gonna do a couple more 90s songs because I was having too much fun with this and I promise we are, it, it's biblical. <laughs> I promise we're getting to scripture because um, this is a church. Uh, in the 90s, we're not gonna go into these lyrics because that would be a little, a little, bit, a little bit rough. <laughs> um, in the 90s, we had Baby Got Back, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, um, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, and okay, wait, but Macarena. Macarena was, I didn't know that that was one of the songs of summer, but I say that and I know that you guys are remembering what you're doing during the Macarena. Okay, moving on, 2000s. Um, it's getting hot in here. Hot in here was the song of summer. Um, uh, Queen B, Crazy in Love, Beyonce got in there in the 2000s. And then I got, I got a feeling. Where's Vinny? Can I, can I audition for worship? I got a feeling was one of the um, uh, songs of summer in the 2000s. All right, more recently more recently. Despacito was a song of summer. That was pretty cool. Two more. In My Feelings. Shout out to De Niro. In My Feelings. <laughs> Old Town Road. That was another one. And finally, Butter. Butter was the song of summer last summer. Who knew? I bet you if you've ever gone shopping at Target, you've heard that song. That's actually, I'm like going through the songs, I'm like, I don't really know all these songs, but I remember hearing them when I was walking through Target. All right, so we're gonna transition into this. Where does the lyrics come from? You know, I said that the Billboard's Songs of Summer went back 50 years. You know, I do know what an A-track is. My dad had a car with an A-track, but we're just gonna start like with records. Do you remember records on the sleeve? Sometimes they'll have the, the lyrics on the back, right? Um, and then fast forward to cassette tapes. Y'all know what cassette tapes are? Sometimes you would get the sleeve and the cassette tape cover, and I know that you guys are remembering like how to open it and the feel of that plastic. 
Sometimes you'd get the one with the long sleeve, and you're like, yes, there's lyrics, there's pictures in this one. Fast forward to CDs. Man, CDs were good because they gave you a book. You'd pull that CD out, you'd open the case, and there'd be a book. It's the year 2022. You could Google the lyrics if you wanted to. Even more convenient, you can go on whatever streaming service you'd use for your, for your music streaming. Usually, the, the, the service I use, on the bottom right, there's a little tab that says more. You click it, and it is every karaoke, karaoke fan's dream. You have the lyrics available to you, and you can just read the lyrics as you're listening to the song. It is amazing. I remember as a kid with my sister, we'd be like, what's that song? Like, what are, what are they saying? So we'd hit play, rewind, pause. Okay, that's what it is. And we literally would have notebooks. Anybody else? Anybody else have to write out the lyrics? Okay. We don't have to do that anymore, guys. It's available to us. It's available to us. You know, lyrics were not available, obviously, to the people of Israel on their road trip to Jerusalem. Guys, they just had to sing these songs. As I said, Psalm 127 comes from the Songs of Ascent. The Songs of Ascent are, the, like I said, is a collection of 15 songs that are really just lyrics. Psalms is a book of poems, but in that section, they're mostly lyrics, and the way they're written is how the people of Israel would sing. They would sing these songs. And why would they sing? Because Jerusalem is at the top of a hill, and they needed that motivation to get up that hill, to be, to be reminded, why are we even coming up here three times a year for a feast? But these songs would encourage them, and they would get them moving up. Just like when we're on a long road trip, that downloaded movie, that downloaded song, the lyrics would get us going to that destination. So like I said, the title of this message is called Road Trip Lyrics. Um, serving in the Air Force for a long time, they teach you how to give briefings. So you're going to see my hands move a lot. I try to keep them like this, but you're going to get a lot of movement. They also tell us to tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them what you said you were going to tell them. And at the end, remind them what you told them. So I'm going to give you the roadmap of the next few minutes as we study Psalm 127. Psalm 127 is, like I said, lyrics. And they come in two. Um, it has two parts. The first part, um, you'll see, was we already read it once, um, is more about our work. Building, protecting, and providing. Those are verses one and two. And then we transition into the second part of, um, of, the, of the chapter, and it's um, verses three and five. And that's more focused on our family. Gift, legacy, and security. Now, the author, as you saw in the title, is Solomon. Uh, most of Psalms is, is uh, by David, right? So, they're saying, so scholars say that this particular psalm um, was composed by David, but his son Solomon wrote it. And this is significant because you ever, you ever watch movies and you're like, that's, that's the director. Like, there'll be a cameo from somebody and you're like, oh, I remember them from the other season. You'll, you'll see why that's important. So we're going to focus on this first part of um, Psalm 127, the first two verses. And one thing you'll also see is um, the word vain. Vain is repeated multiple times in just two verses. The definition of vain is producing no result. It's useless. So when, often when I read um, scripture, I'll go back and say, what does that mean? And then I can replace that meaning with that word. So you can also do that in these first two verses. So we'll go over those again. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Those who, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it is useless. 
Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. There's no result. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake and it's useless. They might as well go to sleep, as one translation says. And then the second verse, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest. Boy, don't we know about that. Um, Eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. I'm just going to go ahead and get this to you. In this version, it already says in verse 2, for he gives to his beloved sleep. In Hebrew, his beloved is the name that God gave Solomon. According to 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 12, 25, Jedidiah means beloved of Jehovah. How cool is that? That Solomon's like, I'm going to write these lyrics and I'm going to put my name right in the second verse. It's like when you're watching a movie, you're like, there he is. That's the cameo. Or my husband would like to remind me, it's, they're also called Easter eggs. When you're watching, like, you see, you watch a movie and you see the Pixar, this Pixar ball, you're like, that, that's Princess Anna and she's in this movie. So it's, um, it's kind of fun when you start to really spend time in scripture right? Because there's these truths that we have to learn, but it's also fun. You're like, I didn't know that that was available to me. And then you can go back in another time in your life and you're like, whoa, but I didn't see that. This is why we call the Bible the living word. Weren't these the same words that were printed in the same Bible that I got in 2017? Yes, they are, but it's living. So it's going to speak to you in a different way. And it's so amazing that Solomon would say, did you find me? I'm here. Verse two. So I just love, again, we're going to go back looking at that first part, um, and it's about, about our work. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. You know, I've, I know that there's a few of us in, in this room who've had, um, I won't say challenges, but who've been have had to be displaced. Hey, I need to find a house in two months. I need, um, we need to expand our tent. We have another baby coming. We need a bigger house. You know what? God is so faithful. I know there's a few people in our church too that have been like letting us know that they're about to close on the house. And you know what? this kind of market, you better come to your church and ask for prayer, right? Like this is the date we're closing and bless it. We are here for you, church. Um, this is what we love to pray about. I personally love it. When uh, we were transitioning from Orlando, or from D.C. to Orlando, I kept calling actually Nate and Lindsay and, and, um, and Pastor Keith saying, we don't have a house yet. We're looking for a house. We're like, ask somebody in the church if they have a house available to us. But literally, I just kept praying. I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know what you want for us, but you're going to find a house. And guys, it's not just building the structure of the house. It's our home, right? So literally on January 3rd, um, a realtor was able to find us a house that we were able to get into in four days. And it wasn't a location that we weren't even looking for. And this is the way that God blesses us because he built this house. Um, it came with a private street. So now our four-year-old's able to just ride her scooter as a champ. She's so good at it. And then even next level, we have the, the greatest neighbors. I didn't ask for, like our staff knows, I just asked for a roof and two bathrooms because living in Virginia with one bathroom was a deal. So coming here, I was like, God, I just want to be able to have my family under one roof and my husband won't have to go to like the gym if he needs to use you know, our, the bathroom. We've got two bathrooms now. But on top of that, that the, God's promises of abundance we have all of those other things that we didn't even ask for. Amen. Amen. So we're going to transition to the second part of this um, scripture here. And it starts off in verse 3. And it says, behold. 
You know, in the first part, I said that vain was repeated three times, right? Like it's useless. When it, whenever in the, you're in the Bible and the word, a word is repeated multiple times, that's to grab our attention. Grab our attention. Hey, I'm going to say this again, and by the way, I'll say it again, and one more time in just two verses. That's the way that um, the word is highlighted. But here, the word behold, that's like a foot stomp. That's an exclamation point. Hey, behold, put your finger right here on this verse, literally, physically, if you're reading it. Put it on your screen, put it on your book. Behold, something to remember. Children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the, re- the re- fruit of the womb, a reward. The message translation says, don't you see that children are God's best gift? The fruit of the womb, his generous legacy. So when we read it in the the ESV, the English Standard Version, it says the the, the children are the fruit of the womb, a reward. And sometimes when you hear the word reward, you know, recently I think M&Ms, right? We potty trained in the past year like, here's your reward, you did it. Here, have some M&Ms. That's not God's heart for children. This is a reward, a blessing, a gift, as that as the message translation calls it. Children are a gift to us. So even as a, a parent um, of a four-year-old, busy with, with school, working full-time, just trying to get my family situated here in a new city, um, I, I'm not going to say that having a four-year-old is a burden. It's just it's a blessing, right? Kids are, are a blessing. But there are times where you feel stretched. You're like, okay, do I spend time with my daughter for 10 minutes cuddling with her on the couch or do I go make her lunch so she can go off to summer camp? You know, there's, there's that, that tension. But God is reminding us here, behold, that was my gift to you. That is my gift to you. So that's, it's a good reminder for the next gen. We're all part of this next gen. We were all somebody's child, right? So we were, we were, we could have been in a position where we were in a, we were the reason why there was tension. Was I the burden or was I the blessing? God is reminding us, behold, you are the gift. You are the reward. You are the blessing I gave. So as a generation, right, whether you're the generation of opening eight tracks, records, cassette tapes, CDs, or just simply clicking on more to receive the lyrics, no matter the generation, we were somebody's next generation, and we are a gift. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Like arrows. I thought, okay, I'm speaking. I'm going to share a message on Next Gen Weekend. Ooh, arrows. Let's just start handing out arrows up here. It didn't work. It wasn't, it wasn't in the budget. It wasn't, it wasn't relevant. But um, God tells us here, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Arrows don't just fall from the tree, right? It's not like we take a branch and, oh my gosh, look, it's formed as an arrow. No, Arrows come from the wood, and they have to, like, we have to form it. I'm sure there's more technical terms to this. Somebody online, you can Google it. Stay focused, though. <laughs> You've got to take the branch. You form it into a strong stick, right? But if you're forming it, forming, forming, and you form it too much, too much pressure on it, it'll break, right? So you've got to form it in such a way that it stays strong. But not only does it have to be strong and, um, in the form of an arrow, it has to be straight, right? The, the arrow is straight, um, and then at the tip is a sharp, is a sharp arrow, what we call it, right? It's, it's sharp. So that is just like how we are raising the next generation. We, as a church, as a family, are all part of, of raising the next generation, right? If we go around too much and try to form it too much, and this is the way you have to think, and this is what you have to do, and this is where you're going to go, and this is what you're going to read, we, 
could snap that branch. But if we can form that branch, that piece of wood, in just the right way, it'll be just strong enough, it'll be just straight enough. We are here with the next gen to keep that arrow going straight, right? So you have to pull it back and guide it to hit your target. So what is our target? We need to know what our target is. And then finally, we keep it sharp. When I think of um, iron sharpens iron, I think of our young adults. Just like that testimony shared from Mark, he didn't even want to come back. He thought he was going to lose his faith. And what did he do? Just the simple act of reaching out. And the whole young adult crew um, came together around him. So if you're a young adult here and you're not yet connected, if you're a young adult online, reach out. This is the area, the, the, the group in the next gen that I'm like, dude, that is, they are sharpening each other. And they do the, the funnest things. I have aged out of young adults <laughs> many years ago, but I love watching what the young adults do and do for each other. It, it's, it's beautiful to watch if you're not, again, if you're not connected, that is where you need to be. Um, let's see what my notes are saying. Um, in verse five, it's the final verse. I said, God, really, we're gonna do the whole, we're gonna do the whole, whole chapter? He's like, Eileen, it's five verses, you're gonna be all right. So here we are at the end of this chapter here. Uh, verse five, blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. Pause, quiver, if you don't know, is the bag where you put the arrow, quiver. Um, blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So there's a few things to look at here in this verse. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. So when we talk about children and that this is a reward, that this is a gift from God, I personally am not one to say it, it has to be that child, that um, your biological child. There are so many blended families. There are so many families um, with ki bonus kids, as they're called, or other families that have challenges um, by having their own children. So know if you're in this church, if you're listening, you are not forgotten. This verse specifically describes that, but you are not forgotten. You can play a part in any child's life in this, in this generation. So just know that we are a church that prays for you and, and families in any situation. So blessed is the man who fills their quiver. So is it your own children? Is it your niece, your nephew, your godchild, the child in your class, the child in C Kids, the youth that you're leading? Fill that quiver with those arrows that we have formed, right? And then at the end it says, he shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So I had to go back and understand, what does this mean? Speak to his enemies at the gate. So are we inside and regarding the people at the gate? Is it just at the gate? So we did a little bit of research about that. Um, in the ancient world, the city gate was the center of business activity and civil affairs. The man who is blessed with many children will also have many advocates for family interests and security. So there was a lot to look at that too, and I was like, okay, so center of business, so that's where people traded, right? You come to the gate, we're going to trade, that's, that's the business of the time. And then also um, civil affairs, so courts, right? If there's some judgment, anything that happened, your family, your children would be there to speak on your behalf. There was a part of me that was like, okay, so does this mean that um, it is an obligation for us to take care of our, our parents, the generation before us? Absolutely, yes, this is a verse that's reminding us to. Behold, your parents brought you here. There's a generation before you. Yes, we are here. We are the legacy. We are the heritage. We are to be present for our parents. 
So that is um, the reminder there. So the more you feel your quiver, the more even generationally that we will have to move um, the next generation. So there was three points I wanted to share in these lyrics. Um, as you remember, the songs of ascent are songs that the, the, um, the Israelites would sing on their way to Jerusalem, right? The people from Israel. So again, they couldn't just pull the lyrics from Google, they had to memorize these things. These lyrics were in them, they just sang them. When I think about that too, um, like I said, I was in the Air Force, when I had field training, that's when they send us to Texas, they're like, you know, you're about to join the military, you need to learn how to do all these things, including marching. Do you guys know when we did that worship song, there are some times I find myself like left, right, left, right, because the song just moves you. Can you imagine in those times, you had no radios, you had no iPhones, no Androids, with movies and songs and soundtrack, what you had was each other. You had each other to sing songs to get you up that hill. When I was at field training, we had sing songs to get past the heat, to get us from our dorm to food to working out. All right, maybe they weren't so much like the Nehemiahs, like um, marching in order, but they, they had that, the lyrics, to keep them motivated and to keep them going. So what are the lyrics from this scripture here? we can go back to the first part of Psalm 127. God is in our success. We, we, we referenced the house, right, unless, the God, unless God builds the house. But that can represent any, like I said, the, um, your, your home, but it can also represent your career. Unless God says this is the job that you would have, it's, it, it's, it's wasteful, it's, it's useless. Did God say that's the career you're going to you go from? Eileen you're gonna leave the Air Force to go work for the church. Unless God said it, I wasn't gonna do it, and he did, so here I am. Unless God said, finish your undergrad, go to law school. You're gonna wait until you get accepted to the perfect school with all the other things that you didn't ask for. Unless God said it, unless God builds it, it's wasteful, so you just rest in that. God is our security. Right? So for me, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, I had this great pension waiting for me if I stayed in the Air Force, but do I really need pension in heaven? That's what I have to remind myself. God is our security. Come on. God is our security. So as much as we want to protect, protect our career, like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Am I going to get laid off? Are they going to write me up? But God is our security. You can buy all the, the, the ring doorbells and cameras, Arlo's, hey, there's a sale coming up, guys. You can buy all all the security systems that you want. And God's not saying don't build the house. God's not saying don't secure your front door or your car. What he's saying is I'm your security. So invite me into that area. Invite me to secure your house, your home, your heart, your lyrics, your, your family. I am your security. Um, and then finally, the third point is God is our sustainer. You know, this one I took personally. One, because they referenced bread and I was like, those carbs are good if I can find them gluten-free. Um, Yes, yes. Don't, what did they say about eating the, the bread of, um, of, okay, let's go back. <laughs> what are we saying? What are we saying? It's in vain that you rise up early and go to, lay, to go to late rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. Anxious toil. So God's saying, no, 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 I'm here to sustain you. I'm here to sustain you, whatever that, whatever that looks like. In your career, if that means advancement, in your house, if that means you're going to expand your tent, you're going you're gonna to renovate, if that means you're going to move from, a two-bedroom, one-bath, to a three-bedroom, two-bath. Thank you, Orlando. Um, that God would provide that. God would sustain that. So those are the three truths in the lyrics that we find 
in this song of ascent, Psalm 127, God is in our success, God is our security, and God is our sustainer. We just came out of worship, build your church, build your church, build your church. Can you imagine being from Israel, getting up that hill, no matter which way you came, you were trying to get to Jerusalem, you were gonna go up a hill, you're gonna build your church, build your church. God, you are my success. God, you are my security. God, you are my sustainer. And families, and families were singing this. You know, there's that story in Luke where, where Joseph and Mary were so mad because they had been gone for a couple days and they couldn't find Jesus. Jesus was back in Jerusalem with, with the priests. But, how, you know, you've heard this before, maybe. Like, how did you lose your kid? Because we were all part of the family. As I reference, being 4th of July, people would come to our house, and as long as you know we were family, the kids would all hang out and take care of each other. Isn't that a picture of what it could have looked like on the road? They're so busy on their road trip. Hey, we're going to Jerusalem. Oh, it was awesome, now we're going home. These are the lyrics. These are the lyrics. Oh, hey, where's our son? Oh, hey, where's my child? That is their next generation where they were responsible. They went back to get him. It is that important. These lyrics move you. But don't forget that next generation. Don't forget who you're responsible for and who you, God has called you to steward. So as we wrap up, there's two groups of people I'd like to pray for. This first group of people are just those that just want a refreshing of lyrics that are moving you on your road trip. You've got a trip coming up. These are the people that are saying, hey, I need to, I need to update my playlist. I need to go back to these old songs of summer and figure out what was I actually singing? Was that even appropriate? Like, let me figure out. I want, I want to march along. I want to move forward with the lyrics that God has for me, praying for you. And this next group of people, I'm looking out here. I don't, I don't know everybody here. I certainly don't know who all is logged on. But if you're, if you're the person that's thinking, this, this pastor, she's, I've never seen that, that part of the stage because she's so not tall like everyone else. She's talking about God and Jesus. I want to know more about this person and this relationship. I'm praying for that person. That person that says, you know what, I want to know more about God. I want to know about, more about his son, Jesus. So let's, let's raise, um, stand to our feet. Let's pray this, this um, salvation prayer together. You know, it says in Romans 10:9, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then you would be saved. That's all it is. That's all it is. So let's pray this prayer together. Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. I believe that you died and on the third day, God raised you from the dead. Live in me, breathe in me. Holy Spirit, guide me. I confess that you are Lord and Savior over my life. All the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's give those that raise their hand for either of those groups a hand. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you've heard today. If you'd like more content like this or you'd like to connect with us, go to celebrationorl.org. We hope you join us next time.